0: Hello, and welcome into the What's Up Peoria podcast. I am your host, Nathaniel Washburn. I'm the library manager here for the city of Peoria. And I'm coming to you from the Amplify Studios here at our main library. Very excited. This is our third edition of What's Up Peoria. And this podcast was created so we essentially can give you a rundown of everything that goes on in Peoria. So you know what's happening and you can be where you want to be when these things are happening. We have a lot of great events that happen here. And uh, this is just a chance for you to know what's going on. Uh, I always am joined by a few guests, and Today I'm very very excited because we have PD in the house. We have our a few people from our police department who are going to be talking about something that I find uh, that I feel is really really important, and that is our nine one one dispatchers and what they do on a daily basis. I don't think a lot of us know, and I think this is a really good chance for you to find out what happens behind the scenes and how important these people are to our city. So I am joined by Brittany Brunet, and I am joined by. Tina Leone, did I get that right? Yes. Please say hi to our audience.
1: Hello. Hi, Peoria.
0: We are so excited to have you here with us, and we are going to jump into a few questions. But before we do that, as always, I have a quick rundown of events for those of you that uh, that really want to know what's going on. So I'm going to, some of these you may have heard from our other episodes that we've done, but I always like to uh, repeat just so you know what's going on. So jump off in the end of September, starting September 30th through October 16th, we have Matilda happening at TheaterWorks. Really, really great show. Uh, if you haven't seen that before, great for the kids. So get them out there for that. We have uh, on October 1st, we have Follow the Fork over at Park West. So a lot of good food, a lot of good fun and things going on over there uh, at Park West. Also on the 1st of October, we have uh, Arizona Broadway Theater's Oktoberfest. So definitely try to check that out if you can. If Oktoberfest is your thing, you're going to want to make your way over there also happening, uh, in October over at Arizona Broadway theater, we have Monty Python spam a lot. And I've said this every time I've mentioned this, uh, event hilarious. If you haven't had a chance to see it, it is, uh, one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. So if you have a chance from October 7th to November 5th, we have Monty Python spam a lot going on. Uh, the 8th of October, which is a Saturday, is a loaded slate of things. We have Peoria's second Saturday starting. We also have game night happening, and we're going to come back to that in just a second. But that's from 5 to 8 over at Pioneer Park with uh, PD and Fire, and we're going to talk to Brittany a little bit about that in just a second. And then also on the 8th, we have Peoria Country Fest happening happening up At uh, the uh, the Lake Pleasant on the harbor side of Lake Pleasant, country music, food, bull riding—I hear—is big on this event. So you know, I didn't know that, but if bull riding's your thing, get on over there for that as well. Uh, The other happenings going on in October, from October 13th through the 16th, we have the Peoria Film Fest, and I'm excited to announce that coming up uh, on our one of our uh, episodes, and I believe next week actually, I'm actually going to have. Jason Carney on who is going to talk a lot about that film fest happening in October. So that's exciting. And then finally, the library fall fest happening right here at the Peoria main library on Saturday, the 15th of October. So so much happening. That's the list of activities and events so you can get out there and enjoy yourself with all the wonderful things that Peoria has to offer. Um, I want to jump back to Gain Night real quick, though, Brittany, and kind of just give you a chance to talk a little bit to our audience about Gain Night. What can they expect when they head on out there?
2: So Gain is a great event where police and fire um, come together, where they allow uh, family fun and safety education for the whole uh, Peoria community. Um, We encourage families to come out and bring their kids to enjoy a chance to get an up-close look at police cars and fire trucks and specialty emergency vehicles and equipment, and have a lot of interaction with uh, both departments, police and fire. Um, The event's also going to have... displays from safety organizations and a lot of variety of kid-friendly activities that's going to have face painting and bounce houses, making it an overall great night for the whole family to come and enjoy. So we really encourage everybody to come out and take advantage of this event.
0: That is awesome, and, and so many cool things happening out there. And, and I, I really think this is a great event to, com- to connect with the community. This gives PD and fire a chance to connect with the community. And um, if you haven't been out to a game night, I know uh, COVID kind of worked havoc a little bit with that, but it's back. Make sure you get out there from five to eight over at Pioneer Park. Um, it is the same night as Second Saturday, so you can definitely do both. Don't feel like you have to pick. There's a lot going on. You can do both because Pioneer is really, really close to downtown Peoria. This gives you a chance to really enjoy a, a full gamut of activities that evening. So make sure you get out there though. Gay night is awesome um, and it's a chance for you to connect with, with your local police department and fire departments and find out what they do. And if you have questions and, and you want to talk to some of those folks, it gives you a chance to do that too. So uh, thank you for that Brittany. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. So with that, we are going to jump into the interview portion of the program and as I said, we have Brittany and Tina here, who are going to discuss with us the importance of nine one one dispatch? And um, I'm going to start with you, Tina, if you don't mind. Kind of tell our audience a little bit about what what do these dispatchers do? Uh, why are they so important to to the community?
1: Well, to me, dispatchers are actually the true first responders. Obviously, we're the first person of contact when somebody's calling in on their worst day. So it's really important and vital that as a communication specialist, you get all the information that we can pass on to the officers that are responding. We are the ones that really kind of paint a picture for our officers so they know what to expect on scene. It's important in our job to remain calm, level-headed, because a lot of times we are in the middle of chaos, depending on what's going on on a given day.
0: I think you you put it well when you said somebody calling in on their worst day, we hope never to have to call 911, but when we do, having somebody on the other end of the line that's trained to be calm, to take care of you the best that they can and to get as much information. I think that's so important.
1: Right, exactly. And a lot of times we have to kind of walk them through because they're not thinking clearly depending on the circumstance and why they're calling, you know, so sometimes we have to really be patient and trying to get some information depending on what's going on with them.
0: Yeah, that's unbelievable. And, and I, again, I think for those of you out there, hopefully you never have to call 911 one but when you do having somebody who's trained and, and, and able to handle what you're going through is really important. Um, so with that being said, what are some of the the skills that somebody might have to have if they're interested in this as a, a profession or what you know if I'm looking to do this as a profession, what might I need to be able to do if I'm if I'm wanting to do this?
1: Well obviously customer service is important. Right? You have to know how to speak to people. So that's important. Um, you do have to have computer skills, ability to multitask, um, ability to handle and manage stress because obviously with what we deal with, you know, you re- it's really important to be able to have those types of skills. And you have to be able to interact with all different kinds of personalities. You know, <laughs> I'm sure you job, I'm, I'm sure department. you got some stories there. <laughs> so, and all the different type of people that you encounter. Yeah. And like I said before, you really have to be able to handle yourself and manage sometimes what could be called chaos. Right. And again, depending on what's going on. So it's yeah. important to have a calm demeanor and know how to react in certain situations. And also it's a very important to be a team player because it's not one person doing the job, it's a combined team. And that's really important.
0: And do you do you all do training on that, keeping calm, that seems to me that that's a tough one, right? When all this chaos might be happening. Do you guys do a lot of training with with your dispatchers to, to make sure that they, you know, constantly are, are being trained on that?
1: I'll divert to Brittany. You want to talk about <laughs> our training that we
2: have? Sure. So I think our training is twofold, right? So new employees coming in are obviously being given a um, lengthy uh, training before they're ever put solo onto the job. So a new employee coming in is going to get classroom training, and then they're going to get quite a bit of on the job tra- on right. the job training. And then our current employees um, get consistent um, continued education, um, keeping our skills up. In this profession is super important. Um, the nine one one profession and the nine one one industry is consistently changing. Um, if we think of our smartphones, um, every two years, right? right? It's a it's a new model, and it's something new that's coming out all the time. 911 industry is changing just about as fast.
0: So, if you don't mind can I, can I ask a question about that? When sure. you say changing, like what have you seen in the last few years that you could share with our audience that really talks to some of those changes? Wow. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: you know, if I did, we just think back to years ago, you'd call 911 and um we would get a general idea on our mapping of where you might be located. Right technology come so far in the last couple years and really probably in the last two years with certain technology we can really see pinpoint te- wow. uh, location technology. So we have that te- technology that if you have specific phones that you're using to call 911 for those services where we can see pretty close to your exact location even to, um, the z-axis which is the height so you could be on a second story oh, or a four story love, or in a business wow. uh, you know in a business building where we can even see what floor you're on that's um, amazing which is come i mean we've come so right. far um in where we were even just five years ago in regards to tech, 911 technology and, and oh. you
0: think about that from first responders point of view how much time that could save, right? I mean, we're getting to people quicker. We're getting, you know, help to these people quicker. That's right. amazing.
1: Yeah. I think I, I'm going to piggyback off that. I think it's still important for people to know that there is a reason behind why we ask and confirm what address or what your location is. Sometimes yeah. it's still not a hundred percent accurate. Yes. So that's important that people just, you know, they assume that because we can see their phone number that that's, what it is 100 we still have to verify and double check the same with their location just right absolutely make sure. that's
0: a great point so yeah if you if you're out there and you're listening remember that that you know the best thing to do is give the most accurate location that you can because that's how we get the services to you as fast as possible
2: absolutely
0: very very cool yeah and that and i think that's a great example of the the technology to be able to pinpoint that obviously still needing to verify but being right. able to pinpoint where you're at on a, on a floor, second floor. I mean, that's really, really cool. So it is. very good to know. And I, I think really, really important. Um, so here in the, the we have the, the call center here. Where's that located in, in our city here?
2: So we're located within the uh, city complex um, here in Peoria. Um, we're located in the public safety building where PD and fire are located. Okay. Uh, so we're located, uh, right here on the city complex. And
0: with that being said, um, recruitment wise, what do people need to know about recruiting in, in this industry?
2: So I think we look at recruiting in two different aspects. We look at recruiting for those that are already working in our profession um, and that they can, what we would call lateral. So they can okay. move from one agency to another agency where they already have that current experience, which we would require somebody to have that two years experience. And you know, if you can think of the training and the knowledge needed within this industry, this is why we ask for, you right. gotta have, you have. <laughs> gotta to have, have something, right? <laughs> right, you gotta have something there. Um, but if you look at the entry level, um, where we, we hire for both, um, we're looking for somebody with no experience and we're also looking for those that have the experience. And there's value in both.
0: Yeah. So something. So if somebody's wanting to get involved in this industry, they can. Absolutely. W- with no experience or if they have multiple years of experience. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Absolutely. And I'm sure retention is, is very important to the department as well, right? That being able to retain those those people that we do hire on and that we train as well. Yes?
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: we want to re- make sure we're retaining them. So again, that goes back to that continued training that we're doing that we're offering to these to these folks, so that they are here, that they are learning, they are growing in their jobs. That's that's unbelievable. So um, obviously, it's important to hire and and retain these folks. How many calls are you getting daily? What is what does the daily uh, call log look like for for a PD?
2: And so, fire. So on average, um, the calls that are coming into our agency, we're getting about six hundred calls on average a day. Wow. Um, that's gonna be nine one one, um, our non emergency calls. But you have to think too, even on a non emergency, you can take an emergency call even on that non emergency sure. line. So okay. not every emergency is gonna come in on a nine one one line. Gotcha. Okay. So we really have to we always try to stress that we can get emergency calls on a non-emergency line, and then also our outgoing calls. You know, because we're ma- we're also making a lot of outgoing calls, whether to fire, whether to other agencies. So there's a lot of workload involved in that. So
0: and okay. so dispatchers are doing both, correct? Inbound and outbound. Correct. Okay.
2: Correct. Um, but if you look at the totality, we're looking about 6,200 911 calls alone per month, wow. which is about 75,000 calls per year. And that's 911 only That's for our unbelievable.
0: City. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yes. That's a lot of calls coming in.
2: Absolutely. Wow. That's, Absolutely.
0: Uh, that's crazy. So I want to kind of dive into that a little bit because that's a lot of calls. That's a lot of people needing help. And so I know one of the things that... Um, that is important is peer support, right? That, that peer support component, because you're, I think Tina, you said it perfectly. And I said this before, you're, you're talking to people, some of them on their worst day. And that's probably very hard for, for the dispatcher who's there who could be hearing things or, or getting information that that's uh, hard to hear. So how does that peer support, what is, how, why is that so important?
1: Well, I'm actually a member of peer support also right now. So Yeah, I truly agree that it's important to take care of our own, you know, to make sure that wellness is important with the job we do. um, Some of the things I recommend people do is activities outside, whether it's running, going to the gym, reading a book, you know, gathering with family or, you know, simply just not taking your work home with you. It's hard for some. Which is tough sometimes. Absolutely. Yep, for sure. So that's important too. Don't, try not to take your work home with you all the time, I guess, you know, lock some of it away and, and maybe you know, vent to another coworker in another day, you know, can you both can bounce off, you know, what happened in situations, which we end up doing a lot because we don't often get closure. Oh yeah. I didn't so even think about that. Sometimes if we don't, there's that, what if, what happened and kind of thing. So we do have kind of our own minds that tend to wander based on a call and what may or may not have happened. So oh, if we're that... lucky, we get closure. Sometimes it doesn't always happen okay. if we're busy. Um, but a lot of times we vent to one another to just kind of let go of some stuff and some stress that we might be carrying. Because it's easier, I think, to talk with somebody that knows what you're talking about and knows the same feeling and what you're going through than it is to somebody who has no idea. Sure. what you do on always, a day or a yeah, of
0: course. Yeah. And and if, if if things get pretty bad, there's also the uh, employee assistance program EAP. that is available, the EAP that's yep. available, um, and and and. Thank goodness it's available, right? Because that's right. really for those that are going through a really tough time. And and I know, you know, even even in you know library and in, in other areas in in the city, I know people have used that within the city. And I think that's a, a fantastic service to have available to our employees. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So um, for somebody who is interested in this, going back to you, Brittany, real quick, um, what what pay benefits? What can they expect if this was some a, a job that they were looking to get involved in, either at the entry level or or lateral, as you said.
2: So for somebody coming in with no experience, um, you know, they're going to first apply. Right, right, of course, yeah. <laughs> so they're going to put that application Got to apply in. first, everyone. <laughs> um, and so they can do that through the city website. Um, so they would apply, um, and we would want to make sure they met all the minimum qualifications based off that application submitted um, if we feel that they have pa- they meet those minimum qualifications, they're going to be invited to come in and take um, a test. Um, okay. That test is called the critical test. Um, and that test really is going to measure, um, it, nothing's 100%, but it's really going to measure what's their ability to react in certain situations, similar to what we do. Um, it's hard to make anything, I mimic exactly what we do, but you will try to put them in as, much situations you can on that test to see how they react. Sure. So it, it's gonna measure their decision making, their multitasking, their their typing, can they read a map? Um <laughs> that's important, right? right? Directions yeah. because we do geography. Right. You know, you're reading a map. All day long, all day I would long. assume. Um so we're really trying to see can do they have those those foundational skills. If they pass that test, then they're invited through the interview process if they get through that process uh, then they're going to go through the background and then that's really where things uh, get turned over to our hiring section and uh, they do the background and then they could do they'll polygraph a medical screening psychological test um, and then if they make it through those all those um, tests and then they would be offered you know a final job offer um, with a start date. Excellent. Um, Somebody might think hearing all that oh my gosh that's that's gonna take forever it really doesn't right. um it's timed really well so we try to keep it about six to eight weeks oh that, yeah that's so it's not too bad but good. we try to keep it once we get to that interview part it's you know six to eight weeks to hire from that point our hiring section is amazing in and keeping things streamlined nice um, so, so it's, it's a really pretty
0: pretty uh painless process as far as absolute, time isn't getting correct. getting things done correct so. so
2: time's not getting away from right. from anybody um, for somebody coming in that has the experience, we obviously know if they've been somewhere for two years, they know how to do the job. Sure. So we're not putting on, putting them onto the critical to, uh, test their skills. Okay. Um, but we're, um, we are currently offering a $7,500 sign
0: on. Bonus oh, wow. For anybody Say who, that one more time uh, for everybody. $7,500.
2: Wow.
0: $7,500 sign on bonus. That uh, is, that is really, yes. really cool.
2: Uh, for, so anybody that would qualify for the, for the, uh, lateral position
0: and that's lateral only. We lateral want to, okay. So only. let's also lateral say that only. too. Lateral <laughs> only is the bonus. So just, uh, yes. don't, don't call up uh Brittany and say, Hey, no, I want my, no. I'm, I'm new. I want my, no, you no. it's lateral only. Correct. Okay. <laughs>
2: um, and then that person's going to go through the same process, um, that minus that critical test. So it's going to be the same process, same background. Um and then once they get hired, they're gonna come on and go through that that training process. Um, and then, you know, our goal is always to get everybody to that uh, finish line. Right, to right. Become a to become a nine one one dispatcher. And it
0: and again, I think, you know, can't stress the importance of this position. Um in everybody's daily life. Because again, if you think about your own worlds out there, um when the time comes and we hope it never does, but this is the first contact and the most important person you're going to talk to at that moment when things are going south for you. Or again, if you're seeing something that, you know, is wrong out there, you got to, you know, this is, these are the people that are going to walk you through what you need to do, where you need to go. If you need to get safe, right? If you're in an unsafe area, they're going to get you to those areas where you can be safe and, and, and uh, they'll keep you on the phone, right? Most of the time you Correct. keep them on the phone yes. as long as as you can until, until somebody gets there, right?
1: Most of the time, awesome. depending on the situation. Absolutely.
0: Wow. And and again, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, um, I I don't want to put you on the spot here, Tina, but can you share with our audience without going into too much detail, maybe a story, maybe uh, how long have you been, have been doing this?
1: Almost 18 years.
0: 18 years. So you got to have at least one or two stories. I'm thinking, I don't want to press you too much, but uh, just maybe for our listeners. So they understand, um, why this job is so important. Do you have any stories you could share, you know, generalized stories?
1: Um, Some of the stories I deal with or that I can recall mostly are not the greatest of stories, but what's important on those calls, even though the outcome is not always as we desire, it's the coming together of the city, the employees, where it starts with, you know, keeping the caller on the line, trying to keep them calm and reassuring that we're sending help out that we're going to help them get through this whatever that tells whether it means you know depending on your situation if we need to call crisis out for you or a chaplain or try to get a hold Uh of your family members you know that we are there for you we're not just going to come take a report and leave we're actually invested you know in the outcome of what happens to an individual you know and if we need to help them um other stories that i can recall is anytime that there's like a lost child you know that's missing that's very scary and that's all hands on deck you know, to try to hopefully come to a safe resolution on that. And like most of the times, if not all the times that I've been on this job, we've always been located the child. You know, a lot of times it's people, you know, kids that have left school. Right. They tell mom or dad where they went. Mom and dad gets to the school to f- pick up kid and they're not there. So yep. mom and dad are frantic and worried and thinking the worst right. of the worst. So we're very, usually pretty fast on getting on board with that and doing a search and trying to find the child. I think
0: that's a great story because, again, it's one of those situations where that person's completely lost all sense of, which I'm a parent, I would lose. I mean, Yeah, I mean, you would lose all sense of yourself. And I've lost my child in a grocery store and lost my mind, and they're in the next aisle, right? So uh, having, again, that person to be able to, who's calm, who's, uh, you know, a little bit detached and can keep their wits about them, right. you know, while the parent and, and rightfully so is losing their mind. Exactly. So that is really, really important. And, and again, all it takes is that calm person to say, okay, we're going to get this. and We're going to find your child, blah, blah. And then you go through it all and you end up being able to locate them. Right. That's unbelievable. Right. And and I think you bring up a great point of it's not necessarily the the story as much as is everybody coming together to make sure that these stories end happily and then they end in the right way. And I think that's the more important um, message here. So all right. Well, thank you for sharing that. I I do appreciate it. So before I let you guys go, uh, is there anything that you want to share with the public, anything that I haven't hit or anything important that you want our public to know about dispatch, about the importance of this, that maybe I didn't hit on? I put you on both on the spot there. Completely and totally. Wow. And that's okay. That's okay. It's a great job. It's
1: rewarding.
2: You know, I think she just took it. I think, um, it is a very rewarding job. You know, it's hard. Yes. Uh, stressful. Yes. Um, but what job isn't sure. Um, and I think in the end we all walk away no matter how our day is, um, we all walk away and know that we made a difference somehow, some way. We may not even know that we made a difference in somebody's life, but we did. Sure. Um, but yes, I do feel like it is such a rewarding job. Um, and every day that you come in, it's something different. Right. Which is,
0: first, you know, a job, that's not a bad thing, right? You come right. in and you're not doing the same thing over and over. And who knows what the day has in store for you that today could be the day where you save somebody's life. Right. And I know that that's happened. Um, there are dispatchers that save lives because of the work that they do. And that is where that reward comes in, right? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, working for the city of Peoria, a great city. I, I agree um, with that one too. <laughs> and so, you know, I always tell people, you know, well, why Peoria? Why should I come here? And I just say, we're, it is a, an amazing city. Um, we're all family. That's, yeah. I mean, we really feel like we're all family. Um, especially I agree at, on the PD side. Yeah. Um, we're well supported by our community, um, well supported by city leadership, our elected officials, and I, I, you know, I would really and that's in, important and very important, that's important important for everybody, uh, especially in the public safety side of the house for Agreed. to have that to have that support. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely awesome. would. In yeah. addition to that, I would like to plug that even though Peoria is not a large city compared right. to others. Um, yes, we are growing and we get busier and busier, especially as time progresses and what have you. But it's nice coming and working for a smaller city because you do build those closer relationships, especially absolutely. between dispatch and patrol. Sure. You build a closer relationship that I think is important, especially in the job we both do together.
0: Yeah, and I agree. And I think Peoria's got this wonderful um, thing about it where it, it, we are growing, but it does have a small town feel to it. And sure. I live in Peoria and I could tell you, too. do you, and it's great yep. to live in the city that you yep. work in you as well, Brittany, yep, you, yes. which I think the three of us could, we would probably all agree that, you know, we, we do live in this growing city, but at the same time I walk outside and I go in places in Peoria and I, it feels like a small town to me, um, with the businesses that we have, uh, business owners that I go in, they know my order, right? They right. know, what, and and that's cool. That's why I love Peoria because it does have that that uh, small town feel, and these relationships that we do build, they're they're life changing, right. and um, you you have lifelong friends that you work with and that you can build these relations with, and not only in in the workplace but in the community as well. Right. And I know how much PD does out in the community with community relations, and how much you all are out there every single day, making Peoria a better place to live. And that's important. Very important.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, right. you both are amazing. Thank you for joining me today on this. And I appreciate it. I knew I threw some some, some curveballs at you, but you guys did an awesome job. And I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing your story. And for those of you out there, for more information, Brittany, where can they go one more time to... Uh,
2: they can go to our website. Awesome. Uh, city of Peoria uh, or peoriaaz.gov. Um, they can also call the PD, um, okay. just call the non-emergency line, uh, 773-8311 and, uh, they can get directed in the right, in the right place.
0: Excellent. And again, we, we hope that you never have to call 911, but when you do, and Tina's on the other line. She's there to help you. You are going to be happy that she's there because she's going to be able to take care of you uh, and make sure that you have everything you need to get through. What she said could be possibly the worst day of your life. And I, I can't stress enough how important it is to have somebody on the other end who cares and wants to help. So thank you so much for joining me here on the What's Up Peoria podcast. We appreciate PD and fire and everything that they do to keep our city safe. So uh, with that, we are going to conclude another awesome episode of What's Up Peoria. Um, If you haven't had a chance to check out our previous uh, podcast, you can get those on Spotify um, and several other uh, platforms out there. But we're hoping that you guys are are liking what we're doing. And we're going to continue to have these kind of amazing guests on here um, to tell you exactly what you need to know so you can be where you want to be uh, in Peoria and you know what's happening behind the scenes with some of our other uh, areas in Peoria. So until the next time, this is What's Up Peoria. Thank you so much for joining us.